Hey, hey, welcome once again, my friend. This is yours truly, Brother Craig Sam. Just want to welcome everyone out there once again to the Christian Walk Podcast. In today's podcast, we're going to be talking about striving for perfection. Now, we all know that, listen, hey, there's none of us perfect, but we should still be striving for perfection. And we're going to be coming from the book of Philippians, the third chapter, the 13th through the 15th verse. It says, not that I have already attained, that is, I have not already been perfected, but I strive to lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus also laid hold of me. So here we see that Paul recognized, he's the writer, that he wasn't perfect, but he strove for it. You see, not being perfect doesn't give us an excuse to rest in our imperfections. We should always strive to be better. You know, there are certain things about ourselves we know that's not right. We should always be striving to get better in those areas of our lives where we know we're not up to par. Verse 13 says, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have attained this. Instead, I am single-minded, forgetting the things that are behind and reaching out for the things that are ahead. So Paul made a conscious effort to forget his past. Number one, we have to forget our past. You know, there's a saying, you can't move forward looking backwards. And he focused on his future. Verse 14 says, with this goal in mind, I strive toward the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So Paul approached his Christian walk with God with the same energy as an athlete would approach competition. You know, we have athletes today we really admire, and a lot of times it's because of their discipline, it's because of their work ethic, it's because of what they put in to achieve their goals. So Paul had that same idea in mind, that same mental attitude which he applied to his Christianity. It says in verse 15, Therefore, let those of us who are perfect, and that perfect in that sense means mature, embrace this point of view. If you think otherwise, God will reveal to you the error of your ways. See, the Christian life is not a competition between ourselves and others. But we do well to adopt the mentality of an athlete whose example of discipline, commitment, and hard work can serve to help us be the best version of ourselves for God. You know, we can learn a lot for those, from those in sports, those in various fields in the world. You know, recently, you know, it's been a great tragedy, you know, and the loss of uh, Kobe Bryant and his daughter. And, you know, we admire him. One of the reasons I personally admire him is because of his mental attitude, how he approached the game. He wanted to be the best he could be, and he put in the work. He disciplined himself. You know, a lot of times we don't realize how hard it is to become great at something. So Paul has that same frame of mind here as it relates to his walk with God. And we should adopt that same attitude. We should want to be the best we can be for God. Luke 6 and 18 says, And the Lord commended the unjust steward because he had done wisely. For the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. You know, there's people in the world, they're wiser 
in what they do than us, us as believers, because they are willing to do whatever it takes to be the best. We need to learn from their example, not agreeing what they do and not saying what they're doing is right, but we still can learn from their commitment. We can learn from their hard work. We can follow the example of discipline and what it takes to be great at something, even though what they may be doing may not be of great value. 1 Corinthians 9 and 24 and 27 says, Do you not know that all runners in a stadium compete, but only one receives the prize? Then he says, So run to win. So that brings me to my first point is this. We should give a first place effort. You know, we shouldn't be doing something half-hearted for God. We should give it our absolute best. And that's what my first point is right there. Verse 25 says, Each competitor each competitor must exercise self-control in everything. They do it to receive a perishable crown, but we an imperishable one. You see, athletes and stuff like that, they do it for trophies, they do it for medals, stuff that's perishable. But we're doing it for the crown of life. That crown that that crown that won't never perish. So how much more should we be dedicated to what we are doing for God than those who are doing it just for accolades and temporary things on this earth. Which brings my second point. It says, we must exercise self-control in all areas of our lives. Self-discipline, it plays a key role in every aspect of our lives, from our health to our job performance, our marriages, etc. Self-discipline, what it does is, it enables us to govern ourselves and be at our best without being forced to do so. This is why so many athletes are admired, not just because they can run faster or jump higher, but because of the level of discipline it takes to become great at what they do. Verse 26 says, So I do not run uncertainly or box like one who hits only the air. Which brings my third point, and it is this. We must be intentional in all our efforts. You know, we don't just do stuff just to be doing it, but we are purposeful in everything we do. We don't waste time, effort, or energy on things we don't believe that are beneficial to our cause. So again, we must be intentional in all our efforts. Verse 27 says, it says we must instead, verse 27 says, instead I subdue my body, and make it my slave so that after preaching to others, I myself will not be disqualified. Which brings my fourth and final point, and it is this. We must bring our own flesh under subjection or under control. You know, the, the hardest thing to subdue or to overcome is ourselves, our own fleshly nature. See, Paul exercised discipline over his own flesh. He didn't allow it to rule him, which could have resulted in the loss of his witness and damage to his ministry that God had given him. And we see it so many times today. Great ministers, sometimes they fall. And because of their undisciplined, uh, their lack of discipline, sometimes they fall in uh, sexual relationships. Sometimes they give way to greed and stuff like that. And it basically brings a stain on the ministry. And sometimes it even 
destroys their ministry. So Paul recognized that danger, and we as individuals must recognize the danger of allowing our own flesh to dominate our lives. So we have to deal, first of all, with ourselves and overcome our own flesh, and that takes self-discipline. And of course, we have the Holy Spirit right there to help us, so we have no excuse not to live the way God says we should live. But with that being said, we should continue to strive and to be the best version of ourselves for God that we can be. So with that being said, thanks once again for tuning in. This is your brother signing off. Uh, pray for me and I'll be praying for everyone out there. Be blessed in Jesus' name.